Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, so like I said, Jonathan, this is his first time on the podcast. I mean, we're going to do to him the same thing we do to all of our guests the first time they come on. He's going to get a rundown. Are you ready for this, Jonathan? I'm ready. Okay. As we say, these are um, mostly baseball-related questions. Some of them are not at all. And uh, here we go. Let's see how you think on your feet. First question, what is your quest? My quest? Oh, in life, retirement. That is my mm. quest. Finding my way quest. to retirement as soon as possible. That's a good quest. My dad taught me that 30 years ago, I think. Work your way to retirement. <laughs> He's still not there. Um, <laughs> next question. What is your favorite color? Oh, favorite color. I'm a big green fan. Big green, uh, like the hat. Yeah, about, about this color green. Yeah. Goes nice. good with the red. I like it. Is there a maximum allowable age that is appropriate to bring a baseball glove to a professional baseball game? I believe 18 to 80 does not matter. You can take a baseball glove with you to any game. For one, the older you get, the slower your reaction time gets. The glove helps. <laughs> The thing that's funny about that is we we ask a lot of people that question, and everybody always says there is no maximum age. Doesn't matter. Bring it. Got to protect yourself, right? And for some reason, there's this whole machismo thing. No, you don't bring a baseball glove to the game. They're not going to call you out of the stands to play. Just catch with your bare hands. Like no, I use my hands to work. Times (laughs) I've had balls that are coming in to the seats, and I'm like, I can totally snag this, but if I break my hand. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to work. Exactly. Exactly right. And I think it was like the second episode that we ever recorded. I was like, think about this. You're out in the outfield. The ball is 105 off the bat. You think you're going to be able to catch that by the time it reaches the stands? Mm. Mm. Simple physics tells you that ball's coming in at about 100 miles an hour, and you're not going to catch that barehanded. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. But good answer. I like it. Next question. What is the name of your autobiography? Oh, the name of my autobiography. E. <laughs> the name of my autobiography would be what I should have done the first time around. Nice. I like it. A little bit of revisionist history in there. 
Nope. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Creative. I like that a lot. That's good. All right. If your favorite team, the Washington Nationals, correct? That's right. Was a beverage, what would they be? Ooh. What's your favorite beer? Oh, I don't drink beer. You don't drink beer? No. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. What's your, what's your favorite drink? I have a Diet Mountain Dew right here with me. It would be a Diet Mountain Dew. A Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's what they would be. They're your favorite drink? They are. <laughs> there you go. That's good. I like it. Besides original, what is the best sunflower seed flavor? I'm a big barbecue fan. Have you ever had barbecue and pepper together? I believe so. That's another sleeper, though. The, just the pepper, mm-hmm. the pepper sunflower seeds. Oh, those are good, too. So the combo is next level, because if you like steak, mm-hmm. that's what you get. It's a steak flavor with, with the barbecue and the pepper. Yeah, that's it's good. it's it's a good way to go. It, what brand? What brand of barbecue do you prefer? Oh, uh, what is it? David's. David's. I'm a David's guy. Yeah. The uh, what is the what's the other big brand? I cannot. Well, there's think. there's Bigs, Spits, or Trash. Um, I think Bigs reaches too far sometimes with their flavors, so I, that's yeah. why I really stick with David's most of the time. David's really simple. They have their hot jalapeno, which is outstanding. Which is that's my other favorite one, but I'm all about David Original. That's like, like I have right here. I have a, a seed sack. That's what I have in here all day. I just <laughs> chop on sunflower seeds all day long. All right, next question: If the Brooklyn Dodgers or if the Dodgers never left Brooklyn, how different would baseball look today? It, it's kind of it's really tough to say. I, I think they would probably be they would probably be the Yankees in a lot of ways um, because a lot be. of the time, I believe they would probably have been very successful over the years. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people would look at them like the Yankees. They probably have a lot of championships, and a lot of people would hate them, but they would be successful. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. All right, last question for you. If baseball was an ice cream flavor, what would it be? Oh, I'm a big strawberry fan. Like Daryl Strawberry? (laughs) (laughs) No. That's solid. I like strawberry. A lot of what we get on that is vanilla. There's nothing wrong with vanilla, but it's vanilla. Like, okay. We got three three in one day that one time. That was crazy. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that many people like vanilla ice cream. I like it, but I'm also kind of bland like that. But whatever. It's just me. But anyway, all right, let's take one more break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball awards. Welcome back, baseball family, to our final segment of the week. So since I didn't record anything last week, I just ran the uh, Andrew LaRose interview. I missed talking about the uh, MLB awards. So here we are today. We thought we'd go through them. Um, Jonathan and I actually have similar opinions about this, about the problem with it. So Jonathan, why don't you go ahead and lead us off with what is wrong with the award system? Personally, I believe the award system is flawed by writers voting on the awards. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find that same issue with uh, 
I honestly find the same issue with the Hall of Fame ballot mm-hmm. as well to kick back onto that. Um, just to throw a couple names out there to get it out of the way. Shoeless Joe Jackson is a Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Pete Rose is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> okay. Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer. And Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer. But I'm just one of those people that believes that your peers are the one that should judge you. Uh huh. If you're going to be judged individually, which I'm not big on individual awards in anything. Um, Especially just, on a team I'm, game like baseball. Exactly. It's There's so much put into them that it, I don't know. I just don't hold them in high regard. Like if you mm-hmm. tell me a guy won a World Series championship or a guy won two MVPs, I don't care. That guy won two MVPs. Oh, well, he doesn't have a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, flags fly forever. So yep, you're right. It The awards. Yeah, it's great for guys um, on the financial side. I mean, you had that conversation a little bit financially. It's yeah. very, very beneficial. And that's then that's where my problem comes in is that you have writers who are going to hold grudges who yep. get voters fatigue um, who get real hot and bothered by a certain story throughout the year, going to give a guy an award. Um, that it's not, it's not objective, and there are financial repercussions that be, that come because of it. I have the same problem with all star voting. I don't, I refuse to vote for the all star game because guys get financial incentives for making the all star game, and I don't want to have, to, I don't want to be the one. In, and I understand it's one vote a day for what a month two weeks something like that but still like i don't want to have anything any part of that i don't want to be the one so that's how many guys, guys get robbed of that that all-star mm-hmm. vote because you've got it, it's opinion that, that's yep. what it comes down well, to and, and they're not in a market that gets the exposure they don't get the they don't get the national exposure so they're not going to get the votes like it, like jp crawford had an outstanding first half of the season he should have probably been included on the all-star team somewhere but because you have name recognition granted carlos correa had an outstanding year but you've got him and you've got other deep short stops in the american league especially who are going to make it ahead of jp crawford who like i said legitimately probably should have been on the team because right. he was great great in the first half so and that is the problem that i have with all-star games awards things like that well and i, I kind of look at it in this sense too and i'm going to sound like i'm contradicting myself later on in this segment um, before the all-star break, you could argue that Juan Soto may have not been an all-star because he started so slow. Okay. And really, I believe he turned it on at the all-star break. The home run derby broke something loose in him to uh-huh. where, I, I don't know, he just started to turn it up after that. But if I'm, I'd have to look back, but I'm pretty sure he was named an all-star. He wasn't mm-hmm. an alternate. Right. But you had a guy like Schwarber who was tearing the cover off the ball the first half, and I'm pretty sure he made it as an alternate. But he also – he did – I think he actually missed the All-Star game because of an injury. He got hurt, yeah. like, right before. Right. So, But he wasn't even, like – if you remember, what was it, the month of uh, – It was June. June. An amazing I mean, June. He was tearing the cover off the ball. Yeah. And he wasn't an All-Star, but Soto was – uh-huh. It's just and same yeah, team at the time, right? Yeah, and yeah. It, that that to me is just an, a small example of how many guys you see get shafted. 
yeah. just because their name's not the biggest one out there. They mm-hmm. they may be the best player at their position, but if they're not in the biggest market, yeah, what's the matter? Yep. Unless it's like the the Royals a few years ago, what was it like ten years ago when they basically stuffed the ballots? They had some kind of incentive for their fans to go out and vote, and they had I think that there were eight Royals starting in the All Star game, <laughs> seven or eight Royals. It's unreal. And that unreal. that's exactly why you should, the All Star game should be voted on by their peers. Exactly. Who who is the best at your position? That that's it. Yep, I agree with you. All right, let's go ahead and get into these. So first we have Comeback Player of the Year. Um, in the American League, we had Joseph Anthony, also known as Trey Mancini. Um, he deserves Comeback Player of the Year award the rest of his life, if you ask me, coming back from cancer the way he did. Like, that's hands down. There were some Mariners fans who wanted um, Mitch Hanniger to win it because he came back from a ruptured testicle and then a back injury mm-hmm. and had the year he did. I was like, I love me some Hanniger, but he didn't come back from stage three cancer. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, so Trey Mancini gets it the rest of his life. Mancini's one of those guys that, like we were just discussing, if he played in another market, Mancini's name would be huge. He would be. Uh, I 100% agree with you, though. He should be comeback player of the year for the next 10 years. Yep. Um, in the National League, we had Buster Posey. Um, again, I love me some Buster Posey. I can't think of anybody who is actually more deserving than Posey, just off the top of my head. Um, he, he took 2020 off because his wife had just had, a, I think they had just adopted twins or something like that, triplets. They just had they just had babies more and like multiples, not just had, a single baby. I can't remember if they had twins or if they adopted twins. Yeah, yeah, same thing. But either way, they had two new babies in the house. I don't blame him at the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic being like, no, I'm not going to go play baseball. I got more important things to worry about right now. And he, you know, he had the money to sit out, yeah. but he came back and had an outstanding year and led the giants to the best record in baseball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think with either guy, there was really no argument there. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Manzini, not even a question in my book, Buster Posey. I can't think of anybody that's more deserving. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I feel like the the writers nailed that one. They definitely did. Okay, let's go on down to manager of the year. Before we get into the one that we want to talk about, let's go down to the National League first and talk. Gabe Kapler uh, was the National League manager of the year. Um, deserves it. Nobody saw the Giants coming from anywhere, and they go on and they win uh, 107 games. Like, if I'm not mistaken, where was Kapler at before he was in San Francisco? He was in Philly. Hmm. I thought so. I just wanted to yeah. I, I wanted to make sure my memory was correct there. <laughs> Your memory does serve you. Yeah, <laughs> and it uh, didn't end well. It didn't go well at all yeah. for him, by the way. It's Philly. <laughs> um, yeah, Kapler's definitely – he's definitely deserving of it. Uh, uh-huh. Best team in – I mean, best team in baseball. Yeah. And, I mean, they almost – Got it done. Well, and they got eliminated from the playoffs on a trash call. Um, you hate to see a series end on a call like that. It was so bad. It was so bad. Like they they probably could have come back and won that game if they'd just been given one more pitch, and it got taken away from them. And it's it's awful. Yeah. It's it legitimately I like upsetting. To, I don't even care about the Giants, and I was upset about it. I do like to argue with people though. He was already down 0-2. <laughs> he was. Now, yeah, he but was. he came back. He gave him another pitch. 
there's always that chance. But Here's he the could. thing. Here's the thing. You always tell a guy when you're in the dugout, he's down 0-2. Hey, you only need one pitch to get a hit. Yeah. Needed one Valid. more pitch. That's all. Yeah, but you only need one more pitch to strike out. That's true. Yeah, you also only need one pitch to fly out. So it is what it is. But uh, manager of the year for the American League was Kevin Cash. Um, Go ahead. I'll get to it. You, you lead us off here. I don't know what else to – I will say because we didn't touch on it in the free agency because he wasn't a free agent. Signing Franco to a long-term deal is the best decision the Rays have made in a long time. Mm-hmm. How long he's a Ray will be in question. Right. Um, I I lost my – I don't even know if you call it respect – what I thought of Kevin Cash – in the world series last year, I felt like Blake Kevin Snow. Cash tried to, he tried to show that he was smarter than everyone else. And don't get me wrong. What Tampa Bay is doing is working, but it's working well enough to get you to the postseason. Well, and it's working from a front office aspect. It's not working on, it's not, it's not working right. because of what he's doing. It's working because of the decisions the front office is making, but well, no, the go best, ahead with what you're saying because you're the spot best on with example this. with that. I can give is, you know, Billy beans looked at as this great general manager, this great team guy that runs a team, but he's just ran a team to the playoffs. They've never gotten over the hump. And Kevin cash is that, I mean, he may be the manager and not the GM, but he's the same way. He's not going to get him to the top. No, he he overthinks and, like you said, he tries to prove that he's smarter than everybody else by making moves. Um, oh, and so they won a hundred games. The Rays won a hundred games um, in a division where they should have because Boston fell off uh, during their COVID outbreak. The Yankees were the Yankees, not good. Uh, I felt like the Blue Jays underachieved this year. They had some bullpen issues that kind of caught up with them. And then Baltimore was Baltimore, unfortunately for them. Um, the Rays were expect like they should have won that division with the way everybody else played. Kevin Cash didn't do anything to help that team get to where they were. The guy who I thought was deserving, and I thought at the beginning of the season was going to be deserving, was Scott Service with the Mariners. And I that was our very first episode of the season. I said that the Mariners are going to overachieve; they're going to miss the playoffs by like maybe a game or two. And Scott Service is going to win Manager of the Year because nobody saw that coming, and. Right. Ended up missing on the last day of the season. Service did an outstanding job with, I think there were eight or ten guys who made their major league debut this season. He had Jared Kelnick, who was supposed to win Rookie of the Year, was like projected to, and he went on an 0-for-38 stretch. But I could see Service at the top of the dugout with him while he's in the hole and head down on deck, just encouraging him, you know? Like, like at one point, <laughs> what was it Service that he's talking to his bat? talking to us about like wake up you got hits left on you wake up kind of knocking on it you know like teaching kelnick mm-hmm. to to wake his bat up you know it didn't work but he was there encouraging him which you know right. you could as a manager you could be like i've got bigger fish to fry than a rookie who can't hit mm-hmm. but he well, was there, you, he look was, at, you look at ahead. guys and, and it goes back over to the the national league which taking nothing from kapler it to me the guy in seattle probably should have won the award just because he took a team that was not projected to do very well, and they I mean, maybe win well. seventy games. I think is what and a lot of people had. All Kevin Cash done was do what was projected to happen. Yeah, exactly. And then they get to the playoffs and they do the same thing that they'd done the year before. Yeah, they made it to the World Series, but making it to the World Series and winning the World Series are two totally different things. It is. 
And yeah. this year they well, didn't this, even make it that far. That's what I say. This year they didn't make it to the World Series. So they actually took a step back from where they were last year. So yeah, no, I I didn't think Kevin Cash deserved it. I think that the only reason they give it to him is because he's in a trash market and he's winning. But it's not because of him. It's because of the team that the front office is putting on the field for him. Correct. All right. Rookie of the year. Uh, Speaking of the Rays, got Randy Rose Arena in the American League and Jonathan India in the National League. Um, Rose Arena, I didn't think was going to get it, honestly. Um, Because to me, like last year, despite his outstanding postseason, I was like, that's fine. Like you guys, you have guys who have an outstanding postseason every year. Chris Taylor is a postseason all-star, but he's average at best in the regular season right. for the Dodgers. You know, And part of that is because he's playing behind guys like Seager, uh, Justin Turner, now Trey Turner, and in the outfield behind Cody Bellinger, who had a down year, and uh, Mookie Betts, right? So there's a lot of big names in front of him, so he's not getting the, the playing time that he deserves. But then in the postseason, when you need a pinch hitter, you need somebody to start the game who can be pinch hit for later. He's getting the playing time that he deserves, and he's having a chance to shine. I thought that Randy Randy Arose Arena was going to be the same way as a rookie who nobody had any scouting information on him at all, right? But then he comes in and he does. He has the year that he did, and he wins rookie of the year. So good on him. That that's one of the things with baseball that's always hard for me to take in is the fact that a guy played in the postseason the year before done really well, but he comes back in as a rookie the following year. It's always <laughs> weird to me. Like it is weird. Well, especially uh, since in like in the NFL, you can sit out your entire rookie season and that's your rookie year, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. in basketball, if you sit out the first year with a, with an injury, you can win rookie of the year, the second year, like Ben Simmons exactly. did. And you I've know? never been a fan of that. I just, yeah. I just haven't to me. I, I was, I would have argued Franco a lot of the way just because, yeah, it wasn't a huge sample size, but it was enough to get him paid this year. So, yeah, I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought it was going to be him. A Rosarito, you know, congratulations. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, yeah. <laughs> Not a true rookie. <laughs> no, but I mean, well, just, he had the peak of the mountaintop experience the year before and he thrived. Like, Nothing is going to make him nervous. And then in the series against Boston, didn't he still home in the series? Yeah, he did. Like that was that was awesome. Yeah, but, he I he's mean, lightning man. He's fun to watch. He's electric. But yeah, good on him. Congratulations on winning the rookie of the year, Jonathan India. You called this one, didn't you? I did. Uh, the National League there there wasn't a ton of great rookies. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of just like he stood out a little bit more than everyone else to me. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he's playing in Cincinnati. But, you well, know. Well, for now, he is. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they'll move on from him in a couple of years and they have to pay him. But, but no, I do remember him standing out, though, as among the rookies especially. Like, he's a good player. I'm, I mean, it was, he wasn't – like, there's sometimes you get the rookie of the year and, you know, they say, who won it? You're like, Who? I definitely knew who he was. I recognized him. I probably could have picked him out of line out of a lineup. So I, he's got that going for him at the very least. Because there's a lot of guys in the big leagues who you can't pick out of a lineup because everybody right. kind of looks average. But I think that uh, I think next year's crop of rookies is going to be much stronger. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we will see guys like potentially Adley Rutschman will make his next step. It probably it'll depend on how the service time works on how they can keep control for as long as possible yeah. but 
Um, we could see Rutschman. I watched uh, what is his name Torkelson play a couple times this year. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I think he's still got some room to grow. Yeah. Uh, a guy in Washington, I think you'll see because they're going to have to bring him up. Cake Valley, mm. Valley will come out and he could show some strong performances. Uh, there, there'll be a couple guys come out next year. I believe that's yeah. just on regional to me. I know that Rutschman's going to be. Rutschman's going to be a guy, but to me, I think he'll be more like a – I don't want to say a poor man's Buster Posey. I don't okay. I sit here and tell you that he's going to be as good as Buster Posey because I just don't see that. Mm-hmm. But I think he, he has that potential. Well, if he can hit – I mean, if he can be a serviceable defender and he can hit, he'll be successful because Gary Sanchez has lasted this long in the league and the dude can't play a lick of defense by the play. Oh. You know? So if he can be serviceable defensively, he'll be fine. And and if he can hit along with it, but, um, but no, you brought up a really good point with service time. Uh, one of the, I guess the propositions that I saw as being thrown out there is that instead of like X amount of service time, it's that uh, guys can be a free agent after their 29 and a half year season or after they turn 29 and a half mm-hmm. rather than accumulating so much service time, because that prevents manipulation of service time. Cause then we very well could be, be seeing Julio Rodriguez on opening day. Mm-hmm. You know, if he has a really strong spring, he could be on the opening day roster for the Mariners. I don't know that he necessarily would be, but he's more likely to be for sure if that's what well, happens. And I think we would have potentially seen Vladdy Jr. a little bit sooner. Oh, for sure. Uh, Vlad Jr. and Chris Bryant are the two poster children for service time manipulation. Oh, yeah. I forgot about 100%. Yeah, 100%. He somehow lost his grievance against MLB, which he shouldn't have, but whatever. Um, Cy Young Awards. Uh, We talked a little bit about Robbie Ray earlier for the American League, and National League was Corbin Burns. Um, Robbie Ray, I felt like, was deserving. There were, I mean, the three finalists for for the American League, um, they were all deserving. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not a big Garrett Cole guy, but he sorted things out after the whole... uh, (laughs) Sticky yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, he, he's, but, yeah, he's overpaid. But he is overpaid, that's for sure. Like, he, and I mean, yeah. just uh, just to let Briggs know, you're probably not going to win a World Series with Garrett Cole because he tied up, and he's he's been there. He's been to Game Sevens in the World Series. Like he got. Well, I, will, I will say this with Garrett Cole. I will say this with him is that if they get to the World Series and he's on that team, he's going to be hungry because A.J. Hinch didn't put him in in Game 7. And that's part of the reason he's so disgruntled when he left Houston is because he wanted to pitch. He's ready to go, but they didn't put him in when they should have. And that's part of the reason they lost to the Nats. I'm trying to remember how that worked out because I believe, didn't they? They brought Verlander in. Or did they Ver- brought Verlander in. I think they had him pitch. They left him in too long. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Man. They had him pitch too long. They didn't bring in Cole when they should have. And you know what? I I say it all the time. Like as a manager, you just have to go with your gut and let a guy hate you for twenty minutes. Because anytime those managers come out to pull a guy, like, no, I want one more. It's like, dude, he's gonna park this next one over the left field fence if I keep you in here. Because that's what happens every time. That's what happens every single time. I'm trying to remember who went yard too, because it was like back to back shots, yard shots in that World Series. Yeah, I want to say it was uh, Adam Eaton was one of them. I'm and pretty sure. Was it Eaton and Soto? I think it was Eaton and Soto, because Soto was one of them. 
Yeah, I yeah, think I think that's it was. And Howie came in and cleaned it up to help win yeah. it all. Yeah, he did. Yep, and then Garrett Cole was all sorts of upset after the game, saying that he was yeah, no he, longer an employee of the Houston Astros. <laughs> he wouldn't even he didn't even wear an Astros hat in the post. He wore a Scott Boris hat. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But but the other guy, Lance Lynn, I felt like he was equally as deserving as Robbie Ray. I mean, I'm gonna be incredibly biased right now and say just give it to Robbie Ray since he's a mariner. Right. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then the National League, like I said, you had you had Corbin Burns and that yeah, was fine. I don't have a problem with that. It the the cool part about this year I felt in that sense, and you know, all of the awards to a point, there was no like big, big name. Mm-hmm. To me, like neither Cy Young winner was a huge like Robbie Ray. Not taking that from he's just not that he's not oh, Max Scherzer. No, he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's but, not Garrett that Cole. Is... It's just he's not. It's cool to see guys like that succeed. With the with mm-hmm. Burns too. That that to me is great. Yep, it is. It, good for him, especially with a guy for the Brewers. That's awesome. Right. Um, and then MVPs um, National League had Bryce Harper, American League Shohei Otani. Go ahead, National League. Oh, well, let's just go ahead and flip it real quick because I'll save that for last. Shohei Otani okay. is – I'll still argue if Vladdy would have won the Triple Crown, it would have been a, it would have been so hard to argue against that because that that it's so hard to accomplish that. What Shohei Otani done is amazing. It's great mm-hmm. for the sport. He's very well deserving. Yeah, and – I mean, you talk most valuable. The guy who was most valuable for their team out of that group was definitely Otani. I mean, if you're if you're specifically giving it to the guy who is absolutely most valuable to his team, Otani should win it every year as long as he has a decent year. You know, just because of what he does. But at the same time, it's become the best player on the best team award, or the best player award, not the best player on the best team. Because right. that's my next thing that I want to get to real quick is that. Of the six finalists, none of them were in the playoffs. Do you, do you have a problem with that at all? I do, and I mean that goes back to the same thing that I talked about. I hold the, I hold team awards higher than I do individual awards. To me, mm-hmm. if your team is doing well, then you should be one of those guys on the leading team should be considered for the most valuable player because they, their value they have to be valuable. It, it always mm-hmm. seems like I mean. Mike Trout's going to be probably the greatest baseball player of the last of this generation. He, I think he could possibly be when he retires one of the top five ever. Yeah, honestly, he's a freak. Like he's outstanding at everything he does. But as long as he's on teams like he's been on, it's it's really hard for me to just be like, yeah. And that's why it's an individual award at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's I just don't hold a lot of merit to it. Yeah, they just don't. For me personally, like I don't care if a guy wins a wins two MVPs, whatever. At the end of the day, if he doesn't have a World Series, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, unfortunately, right now on his trajectory, I don't think we'll see Mike Trout win a World Series. I could be wrong. I hope you I know, am. Pitching, because, I mean, the Angels did get Noah Syndergaard, but one one pitcher, a staff, does not make. I mean, granted, they've got Otani who pitches really well, but they got a. They got bigger issues. They got to sort out that pitching staff. Well, and you got a guy that's coming off a, a major injury. It's not like he's. I mean, he's pitched two games in the last two seasons. Right. So, and they were both at the end of the season. And and he only lasted one inning. One inning, both outings. 
Didn't too many that much money. Yeah, that's a lot of money for that dude. And like, don't get me wrong, I like Noah Syndergaard, but that's a whole lot of money for a dude who hasn't played baseball in a long time. I'm all about guys getting paid. I, I want to see everybody get paid, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of money to pay for play to pay for a guy that's played two innings in two years. Yep, it is um, definitely. So to me, yeah, Shohei, what he done is outstanding. Just to go ahead and roll it over there, and it goes back to the same thing I've said twice previously in this episode. He can have two MVPs. Yeah. Bryce Harper, whatever. Yeah. Like, he don't have a ring. Yeah. He's not going to have a ring. They probably won't. And I could see Sho- uh, Shohei Otani honestly being more aggressive about forcing his way out of Anaheim. Sorry, LA. Um, than, Bright- than, uh, than Mike Trout. I could see him being more vocal about it because he's already said he's sick of losing. Yeah. When, well, the, when the season ended. likes to lose. Oh, no. Baseball is fun unless you're losing. If you're losing, it's miserable. Let's be honest. And that's, I think that within, and here's the thing about it. If we're, if we're going to continue to give the MVP award to guys on bad teams or teams that cannot even make the postseason, I would not be surprised. And this is just me being a Juan Soto advocate. In the next five years, Juan Soto could have two MVPs within five years. If he would have started out as well as what he did in the second half, it would not have been close. He Well, the thing is, though, I mean, Bryce Harper didn't make the all-star team. That's the kind of first half he had. Mm-hmm. And then he went on a tear in the second half. I mean, I know Soto had a better second half, and honestly – uh, we talked about this on Jason's podcast that if Soto went, had won it, I wouldn't have been upset at all. I did. I wouldn't have felt like Harper got robbed, you know. But, well, and it's with with Bryce Harper. It's I think it goes back to this too. Bryce Harper's older. He's not going to have as many chances to win MVPs. I was going to get there next. He, he honestly plays in a a more valuable market than what Soto does. Um, it's, I mean, you can look at the pace in the second half of the season, and Soto just had a tremendous second half. And I, I just think it's one of those, it's another one of those terms that they took, they took part of his team effort, because the big mm-hmm. thing with Harper that was said all year is he became a leader. Right. Okay. And that shows the team aspect of it. But they're using that to also play into the individual award. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. yeah no, I see exactly what you're saying. You're is that basically what they're saying is that he became more valuable as a leader than a player. Because his all, I mean, we've talked about this before. All of his, like all of his statistics are below that of Soto. Soto had a better year statistically. That Harper did, but yeah, they're they're bringing in the intangibles, and I absolutely one hundred one hundred percent agree with you about the about Harper being older and Soto being so young. Is that I do feel like that is part of the problem with the writers voting on this is that they're like, oh, Soto is going to have so many more years to win an MVP. Bryce Harper's window is closing. Let's give him one more, and then Soto can win it next year. What if Soto has a catastrophic injury next year, and either a his career's over, or b he's a shell of himself the rest of his career. And this was the best year of his career, his one shot to win an MVP. Then what? 
that's the problem I have with that. And it's, and that, that's the guy though, that I think that he should be right now. When you look at who's coming up on potentially getting paid, Soto probably should be that first guy to break that 400 barrier just because he's 23 years old. He has not hit his prime yet, and he's mm-hmm. already arguably the best player in baseball. He's, I, I mean, think, I think he's Tony Gwynn with power. Honestly, yeah, that's mean, how I see him. That to me is a there, there's not many guys that I would like to hear a guy held in high comparison. Tony Gwynn's one of the greatest to ever do it. And he's never like he's never brought up when you when you talk to people <laughs> know, about the greatest players ever. Tony Gwynn is one of the greatest ever with a bat. Mm-hmm. And his yeah. name kind of sweeps under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, it does because he wasn't a power hitter. But if if it came down to it in a clutch moment, there are two guys I'd want to the plate. Tony Gwynn and Edgar Martinez. Those are the two I'd want. Nobody else. It doesn't have to be a home run. They'll find the gap. They're going to get the ball down. I think that is where Soto will eventually be, too. Because, I mean, he's still growing. He's still Uh learning. But, I mean, just plate discipline. He is so, like, so mature beyond his years that I'm scared for pitchers in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be pitching to that dude in 10 years. I mean, he might be the one who brings, who makes it trendy again to not strike out because he doesn't. Yeah. Um, I was on a, I saw a, a board. Somebody had said something on like, I think it was like the M- the MLB Facebook when they announced that Harper won the MVP mm-hmm. and somebody was like, Soto should have won it. And this guy's like, all he does is walk. Like, yeah, he's on base. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's because he's not striking out. I would rather watch a guy walk 10 times as a strikeout. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Soto's doing it. I mean, it's going to be his own way. I'm hoping he does it as a gnat his entire career. If I'm being completely honest, I don't see it happening just because Unfortunately. the family just doesn't pay people. They pay, And they pay mm-hmm. the wrong guys. But it's like, yeah, I would love to see him be a nap for his entire career because he's he's already done what you play the game for. He's already won a championship. Mm-hmm. Really, after that, all there is to do is make money. Yeah, and then I'd, I would hate for him, honestly, to put the bag before the title because, um, I mean, we were talking in the – we had to take a little break for technical difficulties. We are talking about me being a Seahawks fan. That's what Russell Wilson has done. He won a, a, a Super Bowl in his second year. They got back this third year, lost on a terrible play call. We won't get too deep into it. But uh, since then, it's been the money, right? Like, mm-hmm. dude, you'll get back to another Super Bowl if you take less money, but he continues to take more every time it comes up. And that's why, as much as oh. I'm sure been a Seahawks fan, you hate to hear that name, and that's why Tom Brady is so great. He was yeah. always willing to take less money. And the reality is, though, they never really invested a ton of money in his offense. You right. Know, no, it's it's that he was that good, but but yeah. No, and like I said, I'd hate for that to be Soto that he's just like, I've got mine. Now I'm just gonna get the money. I don't think that he's I don't think he's built that way though, honestly. I don't either, but I think once the Nats can get past the Strasbourg deal, Oof. um there there's a lot of money to be freed up in the next three to four years. Mm-hmm. But even if you max out all the way to Soto's, the end of his service time, for one, he's not coming back to you if you max out his service time. No. Um, you've got to try and lock him up now 
You should have probably done it last year. But if you try and max out his service time just to get that open window of money, he's not coming back to Washington. Yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else, and he's going to compete for a championship every year. Do I believe if you can get him to sign a 10- to a 12-year contract, it may take getting eight years into that deal before you're competing for another championship? But at the end of the day, it'd still be worth it because you've got the mm-hmm. face and another – you've got another member to put on your Mount Rushmore in Washington. You've got a, a guy that when you think of the Nationals, you think of – I mean, me personally, I think of Ryan Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Of course, Mr. Mr. National. He's going to be the first one you think of. Um, if you want to go way, way back in the day, Walter Johnson. <laughs> yeah. um, you could throw him up there. And when you collaborate Washington with Montreal, you have to throw Vladimir Guerrero up there. Uh-huh. Um, you could even Probably throw Pedro. Pedro. A lot mm-hmm. of great guys. Yeah. But – Soto is a guy that can be your George Washington. He, he can, can be. Head. Yeah, um, definitely. Just you got to be willing to pay the guy. You, yeah. you see what these – you look, Tatis got paid. Franco got paid after, what, 76 games? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and the Mariners paid Evan White before he had even played AAA baseball, which ended up being a mistake because the dude can't hit mm-hmm. or stay healthy. But they took a chance on it. They were willing to take the gamble on him because he's a gold glover, and they knew that he was a gold glover, and that's what they are paying him for. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know that he was going to be a liability offensively. I just think, and you know, a lot of the time I, I get a little bit irritated talking about Bryce Harper just because I thought he was going to be that face of Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get that. By the well, time- I mean, he, he came up, and he was supposed to be the savior of Washington baseball. He was supposed to be the guy who was going to lead them to World Series. But the problem I always had with that was that, and this is what I say all the time. I mean, I told the, my little leaguers this when I was when I was coaching them, that if you could win a baseball game by yourself, the Mariners would have won at least three World Series in the 90s. Mm-hmm. At least three, because they had the best player in baseball for at least three years, if not five. Right. But here we are. The Mariners still have never been to the World Series. So It'll happen. 2023, going to win it all. I'm calling it. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.